0: Hey everybody, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. And on this episode, I am joined by podcast contributor, Lindsay, and we are going to talk Juliet Cross's Grimm and Barrett. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. Thank
1: you, Leah. Very excited to talk about another Juliet Cross with you.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm Leah. I didn't say that one. I always forget (laughs) to pronounce or announce who I am. Anyway, but so um, we will link the synopsis of the book on our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. So you can go over there and check out the synopsis. But honestly, you don't need to read it for this book. You just need to read the book. So it was released May 9th, 2023. It's not a super tropey book, but it is paranormal they are soulmates. She's a witch. He's a grim. There's vampires. There's werewolves. It's set in New Orleans. Like there's all sorts of things going on. <clears throat> it is in the Stay Up Spell series. It is the final book in the Stay Up Spell series. And it is a series of standalones. Like the characters themselves carry on through the book, but you can. I read this series out of order and I was not disappointed in it. It is told in dual first-person point of view, and the put-out percentage is 40%. And this is a new little thing we're doing, um, because a lot of people want to know, is there a third-act breakup? And no, there is not a third-act breakup in this book. You can find this wide currently at the time of recording, but it will drop in Kindle Unlimited soon. So let's chat, Clara, and Henry i love clara there's a love clara her,
1: and i love how much you get to see that at play in this book especially mm-hmm. the <laughs> well
0: um, actually there's a line like in the first like chapter or even in the first like fifth like couple minutes of the book she's like there's a demon inside me i'm gonna let it out or something like that it's just really it's really good <laughs> i just really really enjoy this book
1: I did too. I thought it was really well done. So it's the last book in the series and I thought it did a great job of tying up all the loose ends. I think you got like just enough taste of all the other characters and um, like wrap up from other stories like because resting witch face left you on in a really intense place even though like it had a nice satisfying ending it was still really intense and I liked the way this Mm -hmm. book kind of wrapped up all those loose
0: ends. Well, and it really culminates the character's story arcs as a whole, because I really, that is one thing I really love. I love the way that she did this epilogue, because honestly, like, as you're going into the epilogue, like, and you're, you're going, like, in the moment with them and like, what is happening? You think it's gonna be like a couple years in the future, but it's like 12 years later where this epilogue is happening. And it's like, you really can, she really gives you a picture of like, where these couples have been in the last 12 years in just a really tight epilogue but she like she didn't make a big deal about it It was just like the epilogue and like all this stuff is happening and it's really there's little things that happen in Clara and Henry's story itself that like they talk about and I thought that was really sweet the way that she wrapped up the whole series together
1: oh yeah it's just so well done i will say this book was fairly intense though there was a lot i was not expecting a lot Mm -hmm. of it i don't think i think like given how many easter eggs there were for clara and henry like i reread the whole series leading up to this book Uh and i was picking up on a lot of different things and given all the easter eggs leading up to it i was really still not prepared for
0: henry at all Mm -hmm. well and honestly going into it like so the series itself is—they're funny, like they have that rom-com element, but they're PNR, excuse me. And so I wasn't going into this book thinking it was going to be as heavy as it was, but she didn't make it so heavy that you he were overrun by that. Like you still have those really like funny elements. You have Alpha, fucking Alpha, like he just shows up randomly, and it's like it's a delight, and and like you have enough like calm funny steady moments those really heavy topics that she brings forth like they're not so overwhelming but there's 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 some heavy stuff in this one
1: yeah it really I and I think that's what I wasn't expecting because like Clara is like so light and bubbly and then Mm -hmm. like she's kind of struggling in this book like th- a lot of the books she's struggling and it's not really something her sisters can help her with and henry can and it's really cute how it brings them together um you brought up alpha that game night scene with alpha <laughs> where they're playing game of thrones <laughs> oh my goodness the game of thrones we're out al- he- alpha's getting grouchy and then he's talking about doing it out in the woods mm-hmm. in nature and it oh my gosh yeah like i mean
0: honestly he only shows up like two or three times in the whole book and you always know because all of his parts are bold so like when alpha is there like alpha is there but it's just he's such comedic like relief where like he's supposed to be but he's not supposed to be because he's this really intense character but he just says the damnedest things and you just laugh and fucking alpha yeah (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I mean you're right. Like Clara seems to struggle, but at the same time I think part of Clara's struggle is the fact that she feels so in tune with Henry in his feelings and like she's such a center for him that she she isn't sure like, what to do with that. Like, it's almost too much for her at times, but it's not at the same time. And I really enjoy that about her character. She is this light, not fluffy, but she is this light, fluffy person in a sense. But at the same time, like, she knows her worth. She know, knows what she's capable of. And her struggles, It it's okay because, like, everybody around her is, like, getting married and having those relationships and she's still kind of floundering a little bit because henry is henry is a little clueless because he's a he's a man we'll just say that that grim is that grim is a little clueless but but i like the fact that he is her center as well
1: yeah yeah i like that too i think one of so for clara she i i don't think i expected her romance to be quite as dark as it was There, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: all the way going back to witches get stitches like there's this idea that clara's like so they have fortunes told and like since they were young kids like it's always been clara's gonna live to be like 900 and she's mm-hmm. going to have this very happy marriage she's gonna have seven babies she's got all this like happy stuff mm-hmm. and she realizes like that's with henry she's kind of like let's just get on with it okay Mm -hmm. and she's just ready she's just ready henry totally puzzles her because she can't sense his emotions the kind of witch that she is she is called an aura so she's kind of like an empath type witch where she can feel people's Mm -hmm. feelings um
0: and she kind of she can kind of push those on people well she kind of pushes those feelings too like if somebody's feeling anxious or upset or anything like that like she can she can like put her energy into them and like center them which i think is like a one thing i love about this series is juliet cross's storytelling and the way that she has created this world and these characters i just love it so much
1: it's very rich it really
0: Mm
1: -hmm. especially this one like you are in so going back to gareth and libby's book you see a little bit about what henry can do but in this Mm -hmm. book like she takes you to a totally different world and Mm -hmm. the way she handles it like given that that all happens within one book the way that she handled it it was very easy to imagine everything i thought
0: well and i was actually really surprised by the way some of henry's past was because when you read about like Grimm's and like in, in Gareth's book like how they they don't really suppress they kind of live in the moment with their magic I mean Gareth suppresses a little bit but overall like Grimm's really kind of like la- like not flounder but they really like take charge and like move forward and it's like their magic it's like what makes they're they're almost like aristocratic in like their magic because they feel there's like the belief that a lot of grims feel like normal normal i'm doing air quotes if you can't see me like normal magic people are below them and like grims are the superior type magic in the way that like you get the feeling from like some of the things that they say but like with gareth and henry like they never put off that air and henry's so he's so controlled and when you hear like when you list read about why he is controlled, like you're you break, he breaks you a little bit, it's sad. And it's it's frustrating in a sense because like he was never given that outlet and like never given the tools to to like understand what he's capable of and the fact that like he is so much more than like he has thought he is.
1: Yeah, and I really love, like, okay, so it's funny, Clara's the aura, but Henry, like, being that she can't sense his feelings at all, he's so incredibly deep feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, he lives in his feelings a little bit. He does, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, and and he's so in tune with her feelings, which I think was a really interesting take, because she's the aura, but, like, he he is in tune with her, like tiny little nuances. Like there's a scene where something happens and she finds something out and she's not telling him. And like, he knows like instantly just by like the way in which like she is interacting and cause she has this glow to her most of the time, like in the literal sense at one point in this book, but you'll have to read about that one. But she has this glow to her in this like bubbliness, not airheadedness, but bubbliness that he notices right away that she doesn't have it. And he's like, what is going on? And he's freaking out a little bit. The glow is hysterical. <laughs> I love the glow part. <laughs> so this it's not a spoiler because it's just so they have sex for the first time. And the next day she's like a lightning bug. She is a glow worm. Like it is like the glow is like just everywhere like she can't go outside because her entire body is lit up and glowing and he's like is this gonna happen every time we have sex she's like I don't know we'll find out next time we have it
1: it's hysterical it's hysterical she's forced to stay home from work uh-huh. she's basically put on like house arrest because she cannot be seen um, she's
0: a and <laughs>
1: yeah and then henry was like looking for her and they're like you just need to go deal with her like go see her just go mm-hmm. see her and he's absolutely shocked he's like i cannot believe what has <laughs> well, happened he's like
0: he's like is this gonna be permanent and she's like no it's fine we're fine everything's fine there's there's one line though like because she had talked it was before they like finally like got together so it was before the 40 percent. And she talks about how like they're going slow and she's and one of her sisters says, slowly, you've been obsessed with him for like a year and I think he's been stalking you for way longer than that. And then she says, it's not stalking if it's mutual. <laughs> I just laughed really hard because they do like, they do kind of stalk each other. Like they always know where the other one is. Like they always, they're very in tune to each other. So it's like, and oh. it, like, Clara has been inviting Henry to all these things and he keeps saying no because like he doesn't think that he is worthy of like her her happy and I just really I just really I just really love it but there is another line because she talked because so Henry takes her to her house and he they he has this library and they talk about the movie atonement so if you've seen this movie there's a really intense library scene and so they kind of reenact the library scene but not quite a little bit different which it was very well done and very good <laughs> but later in the book she's telling her sisters about the library and <laughs> violet's like that bitches love libraries <laughs> I,
1: forgot about I laughed so well, I hard i was like that's the library me scene. look that's at my notes cool. right there um library library that's the biggest note on the page and I like highlighted it and gave it an exclamation because that was damn hot it was,
0: it really was hot. but
1: also like who does not feel a little bit jealous about that library she
0: had ladders like the rolling ladders in his library I am bitches bitches love libraries
1: yeah I am too I could not believe it I love how like Clara's instantly just in love with his house mm-hmm. like she like she basically so the book starts and she's basically forcing her way into Henry's house with cupcakes yeah. because she has had it and she has decided
0: they're gonna be together and she is tired their- of waiting.
1: She has, so she's got a plan. She's got like a 12-step plan. And step one is the cupcake, teasing him with cupcakes. And step two is getting him to show up to her book club.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love those scenes too, because because he's so, he's such a stoic guy. And they're talking, and it's a romance book club. So it's very reminiscent of like drunk book club, but probably not as chaotic and with less dirty pictures. Um,
1: i love how like he shows up to the first one and he's like all gothed out and the old ladies are like kind of giving him a lot of shit mm -hmm. (laughs) they give him a really hard time for being in drunk book club That like
0: it's not drunk book book club but it's basically drunk club
1: (laughs) i think it's just an excuse for clara to eat more sweets
0: (laughs) probably Wow. And like, there's a, there's a moment later when he's talking about her cupcake. Cause she likes to bake and he's talking about her cupcakes. And he's like, I can't think about these cupcakes. Like it just makes me. Oh hard. My
1: gosh. she is Like from the beginning, she's just like slowly tipping him over the edge. And it
0: doesn't, I like that. It doesn't take, I mean, long it, there be, was very tip, know? very little tipping needed. Like he was ready to be tipped. Like he needed to be tipped. Like it honestly, everybody was like, finally, Fuck. finally. Well, I want to
1: know, like, I would love, like, hidden scenes or, like, see- deleted scenes from, like, Clara over the years harassing all of her sisters for information. Mm-hmm. Because, like, somehow all of them are tied to Henry in a way, like, now, like especially once they start the game nights. Like, all of them have mm-hmm. tied to Henry and information about Henry. And Clara's, like, slowly been trying to get information about him because she... Can't send him out, and it's just so funny. Like she finds out Violet gave him a tattoo, and she's like, "She's you're so my mad about sister. that.
0: You're my sister, and you knew I loved him for like a year." <laughs> well, and she was real mad because she's like, "She saw you without a shirt before I did."
1: <laughs> yes, I forgot about that.
0: There's so oh many God. little things in this book that, like, they're it's like they're almost like throwaway lines, but they're just so good, like. I, this book is just so well-written and this entire series is so well done. And like, there's so many, there's so many elements to the story itself though. Like it is not like there's layers upon layers, but, and so there is, there is a whole story and there is a bad guy and I totally called the bad guy. Like I figured it out. I knew who it was going to be, but it happened. But what happened because of the bad guy, I did not know. And let me tell you, chapter 33 is very good at the very end of chapter thirty three. As soon as I was done reading it, I texted Lindsay. Holy fuck!
1: And I knew I based on when you texted me, I knew where you were. I confirmed, and I was right where you were. And it's like yeah. Juliet Cross throws you off a cliff before she gives you the H E A. Like and you just how have like, massive, you. like if there is a moment in a book that rivals the end of Avengers Infinity War, it is that one. <laughs> <laughs> But at least she didn't make you wait two years for.
0: That. Well, this is true, but that's her. <laughs> yeah. That is her like nerdy loving heart, like right there. Like maybe she was like tapped into the adventures because you know she loves that shit.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would not be surprised. I felt like there were so many little Easter eggs packed in. Like Clara has kind of a pseudo friendship with Rhett from the uh-huh. pack, and their scenes are really cute together. Like it's it's so funny yeah, throughout the series, like yeah. a little puppy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. following around clara and like henry is growly as all get out when he's around and it's oh just yeah
0: great. well and that's the thing like <laughs> she's created so many so many options for new books like sean henry's younger brother like there's 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 a story there juliet cross there's a story there and we need it we don't know if you're staying in this world but we would love it if you do <laughs> but that's the thing like there's so many options like she really could go any direction but the but one thing i like about this really like about this book is like henry it like, has like very little contact with his dad like there's like there's something that happened in his past like you learn about it like and he basically cut ties like he was done but by the end of the book like you don't know if they've fixed things but there's a, like they have the opportunity to fix things like you know things are better, but they're not great. So like it leaves it kind of open ended. And I kind of like that she does that because if she does do a book for Sean, then like you will get, I think we will see more of that relationship and the culmination and like the how that like has manifested, which so there, we need that just for that. Because there like there's a whole part of like that whole storyline is like where the end of chapter 33 like like what happens like because of it and so but it was a really interesting dynamic that she created with that whole story and I know I'm being super vague and it's really confusing because you just need to read the book because if I tell you anything like I will spoil it and I don't want to do that because this is a book that you need to read
1: I like the way that she handled that section and I agree you just need to read it It's there's we're so limited in all the things that we could say because mm-hmm. I could, if I actually like talked off the chart, I'd spoil everything. Oh,
0: 1, I had to write
1: notes about what I was allowed to say and what I wasn't
0: allowed. To. Well, and that's the thing, like there are certain things that happen. It's like, is that a spoiler? Like, yes, it kind of is. And like, it has been out long enough for enough people to have read it. And since it's still wide right now, like we know those KU people are like holding out and waiting, but it's, so we don't, we don't want to tell you, but if you do read it, you can slide into our DMs and tell us how you feel because Lindsay and I would love to talk about this book more with anybody who's willing to talk about it with us. So it's just really, really well done. And I'm really sad. Like this, this whole series is really good and it makes me really sad that it's over.
1: I am sad too.
0: But it ended on a high note, which sometimes the final book and series do not end on a high note and then you're left grumpy.
1: Yeah. And then, okay. So like one of the things that Julia Cross did really well in this story is that each, each book in the series has its own like mystery suspense element to it. And I don't know, like at the same time, it's like the whole storyline, even though you can read them out of order, it's like certain things have happened to make the next romance in the series possible. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know it just seems like the timing of everything is very intentional very well done um Mm -hmm. I don't know it's just there's a there's
0: a lot of thought in the way this story played this whole series played out like Alpha and well Mateo and Evie and like the introduction of Nico and him and like that whole thing and that's not until book three but like I said I read these books out of order which I typically do not do, but like I really needed to get, like after I read Mateo's book, I really needed Nico's book. So I bounced there. And then I went to Gareth and Livy, and then I went back to book two. And it just, and I and I was okay, like doing them out of order. And I think that's part of it too. Like they are true standalones and there's little elements in each book that like you do get more of the nuances if you read it in order, but you don't have to. And that's the thing that like she eased her eggs so well without it being obvious but I think that is like some of like that like comic book loving heart of hers because easter eggs and comic books and like those types of cereals like are a huge thing
1: there's also so much that happens in these books I can't believe they're really short quick reads considering how much is packed in
0: Mm -hmm. yeah book this one was a little bit longer but I didn't it wasn't like so much longer that it was too much like it definitely was longer but i think if it had taken less if she had made it shorter than like it wouldn't have been as impactful but it still was it's still not super long and it they're they're easy they're easy reads like and but they suck you in so much like you can finish the whole book and like you don't even realize you were like halfway done yeah just, it's hard just to go
1: finish
0: it is just go read it read the whole series um I have heard I have not personally done the audio but I've heard the audio books are very oh. well done as well so
1: good so it's Aiden Snow he is absolutely phenomenal as the voice of Alpha um
0: well oh, I love me some Aiden Snow
1: I love Aiden Snow so much and then Joanna Fairview um is the female voice and mm-hmm. they Go so well together. I have every single book and audio book in this series, and it is so well done. And like, they <sighs> it's so good. The audio is some of the best audio, in my opinion, I because they're both my favorites. Like, they're uh... she picked my two favorites.
0: <laughs> well, but from what I've heard, is their voices blend really well together. And honestly, like, if you've listened to Aiden Snow, like, he has that gruff, rally voice, and like, he can he can deepen it and make it even more gravelly. And so it, it works really well with these types of characters. Because when I think of um, even Mateo, like when I think Alpha, I think like deep guttural like voice, like any of these male characters in this series, I don't think of anything higher pitched. Like I love Teddy Hamilton, but I don't think Teddy Hamilton's voice would have worked well with this style of book but that's just but anyway yeah
1: i mean he did it so well and like Devraj, i think is the one that i feel is the most like soft-spoken and like least growly of them Mm -hmm. and like aiden snow adjusted his tone i mean like he still had his same wonderful voice but like his (sighs) the way he like addressed each character was just really well done Mm
0: -hmm. well thank you Lindsay for joining me on this quick shot of romance and honestly we could talk about it for another 20 minutes but we don't have time for that just read unfortunately it. No. just read it yes and if you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance send us an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and until next time happy reading everybody
1: find us on instagram at buzzing about or on twitter at buzzing romance